you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Welcome for Sunrise Service. Happy Easter. Today we are talking about why the stone was rolled away. Here is Pastor Mark Hashigan with this morning's message. Good morning. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter. You know, I, this is, is the ultimate day for me because... Without Easter, I would still be lost. Without Christ rising from the dead, dying on that cross, I would still be the horrible sinner that I, I was and still can be. But because of the blood of Christ, because of that resurrection, I'm made complete, and so are you. So, are we excited? <laughs> Come on, you aren't excited. You didn't even want to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here early in the morning like those women that walked in the dark to that tomb that day suffering thinking they were going to have to prepare the body of Christ for his final final death but they hadn't listened did he let's open our hearts our art our hearts <laughs> Let's open our heads and our minds. Let's just make ourselves ready to worship him this morning because he is risen. He is risen. Good morning, church. We'll sing that every Sunday. I'll be reading out of the book of Luke, uh, speaking of the resurrection. Luke 24, 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground the men said to them why do you seek the living one among the dead he is not here but he has risen remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee saying that the son of man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on third day rise again and they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Martha Mag Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, also the other women, were telling all these things to the apostles. But these words appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Have I mentioned that this is my favorite holiday? <clears throat> it's funny because, you know, we change up our show. I don't know why we do it, but I, we do. You know, we, we during the, the, the holidays, during Christmas and, and Easter, we, we change our service up a little bit, throw some people off. So we sing a couple extra songs. Somebody thought we would change denominations because we were up and down and up and down and up and down. 
<laughs> but we're here to worship a risen Savior. Amen. A risen Savior. A risen Savior. It's Easter. He died for you. He died for me. Thank you so much, Father. We're here on that early morning again, first day of the week, while it's barely light out. A lot of us here this morning are, are certainly bleary-eyed and not quite with us yet. Dobry children. <laughs> Much like those visitors of the tomb of Jesus on that first Easter morning. We get fully awakened by what we experience when we see that that stone was moved away from Jesus' tomb. So in our focal passage of Scripture today, let's read John 20, verses 1 through 9. God's Word says, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to, to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto him, they have taken away the Lord from the sepulcher, and we know not where they had laid him. Peter therefore, Peter went therefore and that, the other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran bo both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went in he not. He, he didn't go in. Then come a Simon Peter, following, went into the sepulcher and seeing the, the linen cloths lying and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple and came first to the sepulcher and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must Rise again from the dead. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. So this morning we come here to celebrate the most glorious event in, in all of history. We've come to celebrate our risen Lord, our Savior, our salvation, our forgiveness of our sins, victory over death, the gift of eternal life we come to celebrate. And that's just a few of the things that, that Jesus has given us on this Resurrection Sunday. We come this morning as they did so many years ago, early on Easter morning, that first Easter morning. And we can only imagine the joy that they felt at the resurrection of, of Jesus from the grave. Because it wasn't too many hours before that they had mourned that grisly death of Christ. But their mourning turned to joy on that very first Easter morning. If we look at the events of the first resurrection morning, from all the gospel writers we read in Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10, that tells us about the two Marys who had come early in the morning to the tomb. 
and they saw the resurrected Jesus. Could you imagine that? Seeing the man that you saw put into the tomb alive. Mark 16.1 adds that Salome was with the two Marys who came very early on that morning. In Luke 24.1, it also tells of the visit of the women to the tomb that morning. John 20, verses 1 through 4, tells of Mary's visit and of the visit of Peter and John to the tomb. Now, in all of those accounts, the writers record the first thing that the visitors to the tomb saw. And that was that huge stone that was covering the front of the tomb had been rolled away. But what if, what if that stone that was in front of the entrance to the tomb that morning still covered it? What if when they came that morning that that stone was still in front of the tomb? How do you think those people would have felt then? Well, they might have felt like Job after his family had been killed and all he owned had been destroyed. And I think that Job acted a lot like we would have. In Job 14, verses 7 through 12, it says, For there is a hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, the stock therefore die in the ground. Yet, through the scent of water... It will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. But man dieth and wasted away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? As the waters fail from the sea, and the flood decayeth and drieth up, so man lieth down and riseth not. Till the heavens be no more, they, they shall not awake, nor be raised out of their sleep. Is that all there is? Could you imagine if that was all there was? We die and it's over. To lie down and to rise no more. If it is, we could speak the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 19, where he says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Brothers and sisters, if that stone had not been rolled away, then those visitors to the tomb that morning would have been pretty miserable. Still filled with hopelessness, still lost, still confused. But praise God. Praise God that the stone wasn't still in place. It was rolled away. So my question this morning is why? Why was that stone rolled away? Well, now, 
You might think that's a pretty silly question because we're thinking, well, the stone was rolled away so Jesus could get out, right? The stone was rolled away because he had risen and he had to be knocking on that stone to get out. But beloved, we know that's not the reason that stone was rolled away. I mean, after all, look at what happened later that same Sunday evening in John 20, verses 19 through 20, where it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus into their midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so, so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw their Lord. They were in a locked room. They were scared. They were afraid they were going to die. Because the Jews had killed their boss, killed their leader, their teacher, their savior. And because they followed him, because they believed he was the Messiah, they were afraid for their lives. So they were hidden in that upper room. They locked the door. And there's Jesus. Whew. Imagine that. What would you do if you were in your house, security system set, all the cameras are on, nothing goes off, you turn around in your kitchen with a cup of coffee, and all of a sudden, oh, Hello. Oh, maybe it's coffee. It might be a beer. I don't know. Depends on who you are. Jesus is there. You're wondering, what? You had to know how joyous they were. Jesus came into the room where the doors were shut and they were locked. And he right, walked right on in. If he could do that, couldn't he have come out of the tomb? With that stone still in place? You see, the stone wasn't rolled away for him to come out. I guarantee you that. Whatever the nature of his resurrected body, he didn't need a door. No wall could hold him out and no stone could hold him in. No, the stone wasn't rolled away for him to come out. The stone was rolled away that morning so that the visitors could go in. The open tomb wasn't a means for Jesus' entrance or exit. It was, it was a means for their entrance. The women went in. They saw Jesus wasn't there. Peter and John, they went in and they saw the same thing. God had rolled away that stone, not so Jesus could rise, but so we could know that he is risen. The open tomb makes it possible for us to go in. Do we understand that? If the tomb was still closed, we couldn't go in. We wouldn't know. To see the discarded grave clothes, to see that Jesus wasn't there, the stone was rolled away. God came down. He rolled that stone away so that we can look in. 
Not only those people then, but we can look in today through his word. Through the truth in, in, in the Bible. It was rolled away so that the empty tomb could be seen by everyone. That empty tomb is the greatest evidence of the resurrection of Christ. Cynics and critics have tried to explain it all away. But that empty tomb still stands in evidence that Jesus is not dead. Amen? Jesus is alive today. We can look inside the dark, scary tomb to see if Jesus is there. And hallelujah, he ain't. He is not there. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. He's alive. That empty tomb is impressive and unforgettable evidence that Jesus is not dead. Jesus lives. Because of the resurrection, you and I have life. Do, you, do we really grasp that concept? A new life as a believer in, in Jesus and a future in heaven and, and, and the presence of Almighty God that will never end. A life eternal because of Jesus. Listen to what a change that, uh, uh, what a change that realization made in Job's life. Here's what he said just a little while after he faced all the calamities in his life. Job 19, verses 25 through 27. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand by the latter day upon the earth. And though my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold. And not another, though my reins be consumed within me. See, Job, through all of that calamity, he stayed faithful to God. And even through the tears and the, the destruction of his life, he knew that God had him. That God took him through all of that. Through the death of one life into a life. That he set, that God set him up with afterwards. The resurrection caused those who visited the tomb that morning to run and to tell the rest that Jesus, that Jesus was alive. They ran. How should the resurrection affect us? How does it affect us? There was an old Peanuts comic strip where Snoopy and that little bird Woodstock were sitting on top of Snoopy's doghouse. And Snoopy says, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be out somewhere sitting on a branch chirping. That's your job. People expect to hear birds chirping when they wake up in the morning. You've got to go do your job. So with that, Woodstock gets up off the, the doghouse, flies off onto a top branch of a shrub somewhere. He belts out one single chirp. Then he flies back to the doghouse, and Snoopy says, You only chirped once. You can't brighten someone's day with one chirp. So Woodstock flies back to the shrub, <clears throat> lets out about six more chirps. 
Then he'd be, he again returns to the top, top of the doghouse. And Snoopy smiles and he says, there now. Didn't that make, give you a good, real feeling of satisfaction? But there's something else you need to know. You're supposed to do that every morning for the rest of your life. That was more than Woodstock can take and he fainted. Please don't faint when you hear me say, for we Christians, for those of us with the resurrection faith, the good news is that we can share our joy of our faith with others every day of our lives. And we're supposed to. That's our job, is to share the resurrected Christ. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Every day of our lives we should say it. Every day we should shout it. Every day maybe we need to chirp it. Every day we should be able to stand up and sing the words to that familiar hymn. Living he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming. Oh, glorious day. Our lives... When we come to Christ, aren't easy. Sometimes we don't think they changed. But if we take him into our life all the way, then he changes us. You can't have Jesus in your life without him changing. And that resurrection is that thing that no other religion can claim. Buddha is still dead. Muhammad is still dead. Hare Krishna is still dead. Jesus is alive. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this glorious morning, this morning that we get to celebrate the rising of your Son. We're thankful. For your love we're thankful for your grace that gave us Jesus that he would come here that he would love us enough that he would stretch out his arms on that cross that in his mind in his heart he knew every one of us and he knew that we would need him and it was love not the nails that kept him on that tree we thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for loving us. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. In the name of the resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's children said, amen. We're going to sing this song, and you're going to have an opportunity. You know, if you, know, if you want to come up here and you want to pray, uh, with me or with one of the brothers if you want to um, 
if you want to come up and pray by yourself, if, if you want to join the church, if you w- want to accept Jesus at this moment, just come up. Man, what a day that your resurrection from a sinful life starts by accepting Christ on Easter. How glorious would that be? We do hope that you were blessed by the message today. First Baptist Welcome has Sunday worship every Sunday at 11 a.m. Check us out at firstbaptistwelcome.com for all of our services. We are located at 6735 Port Tobacco Road in Welcome, Maryland. That's First Baptist Welcome, where Jesus will meet you where you are, but never leave you there.